0: Hello you dirty, filthy, whorebags. Welcome back to another episode of Queen's Table. It's your girl, Queen, that's coming to you live. And we're back with another episode of Tea Time, okay? This week was crazy, okay? This weekend was Super Bowl 54 weekend. Of course, Kansas City Chiefs won uh, between them and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they actually won 31-20, to 20, and now they're the Super Bowl champion. And so we're just going to jump right into all of the drama surrounding Super Bowl weekend, honey. Okay? We are going to start with Jay-Z versus Colin Kaepernick, quote-unquote. So there was a video that surfaced where Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Blue sat down during the national anthem. Of course, Colin Kaepernick and his girlfriend, Vanessa, did not really like that so much. So they both basically put on the Instagram story like, hmm, I thought we're past kneeling though, but you're sitting, you feel me? And so, of course, people got in their feelings and that sort of thing. And so Jay-Z being the person that he is, of course, wanted to nip that shit in the butt as quick as possible. Jay-Z stated, no one is saying he hasn't been done wrong. He was done wrong. I would understand if it was three months ago, but it was three years ago and someone needs to say, what do we do now? Because people are still dying. With that being said, my personal opinion of the whole situation is you you can't be upset at where you are at now if you got paid. It'll be different if there was no money involved. It would be different if, you know, this whole entire time, you know, you never settled. You know what I'm saying? You were still doing what you were doing. You were still, you know, trying to get the message across. But, sweetie, you got paid. You got paid to shut the fuck up, you know? Like, sorry to be real, but you basically got paid to shut up. You got paid to be like, okay, well, we already cut you your cut. We already cut you what? You thought you deserved or what your lord thought you deserved or whatever the case is so now if we choose to never play you again we have that right because we paid you we gave you money we gave you money to shut up and you're still talking about it you're still saying that you were done wrong granted I 100% agree with it I 100% agree that the way that you was treated was injustice the way that everything went about was just dead ass wrong but You can't still preach to the choir if you are pocketing the offering. You can't preach to the choir if you're you're technically sitting on the money that they already gave you. You know what I'm saying? Granted, the way that Jay-Z is going about it, I do feel like there are better ways to go about the situation. I do feel like there should be more of a personal conversation between him and Colin Kaepernick and not like through other middlemen and all of that other stuff. Because honestly speaking, nobody can nobody can talk for y'all but y'all. But it's like every single time that there's a conversation that is, that is being had about them, they're never in the same room. So I feel like in order for both sides of the party to kind of get a better perspective and a better understanding of the situation in whole... They need to have a conversation with just them two, not with Vanessa, not with any news reporters or anything of that sort. Just Hove and Colin in a room, y'all discussing, y'all talking, y'all getting on the same page. Because ultimately speaking, Hove is in a power, he is in a position of power. He is in a higher position of power than he was previously previously to the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. So I just feel like as two black men, and as two black men who ultimately want what's best for their community and best for the brown and black boys in in the future, I feel like instead of everybody being in y'all conversation, that y'all just need to have a conversation amongst each other and kind of go from there. Because ultimately speaking, all that we have is each other. And I do agree with Jay-Z that ultimately speaking, what do we do now? Three years ago, and it's still happening. What do we do now? Kneeling is not solving it. What do we do now? So that's just my perspective. I think, you know, as two grown-ass men, you guys should be in the same room. You guys should be able to have a grown conversation and kind of get to the a place of peace, a place of understanding, a place of, okay, I'm in this position now. This is what I'm trying to get done. You were in a position. This is what you tried to get done. So let's meet in the middle and let's proceed forward instead of you know, being Instagram happy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's just my perspective. Anyways, next topic on Tea Time with Queen S on Queen's Table. We're going to talk about Gervonta versus his baby mother, okay? I know that you guys were not under a rock this weekend because it was Super Bowl weekend. And over the weekend, there was a video that surfaced. Gervonta basically roughing up his baby mama, Drita, at a celebrity Charity basketball game. I'm assuming that he did not expect his babe mama to be there or whatever the case is. And once he saw her, it was like, nah, bitch, you're not going to be here with another nigga. So he jacked her up. Like, he jacked her up without question. Okay, without question. Hunt, sweetie. He jacked her the fuck up. Okay. But sources confirmed, and I did confirm this myself, that he did turn himself in to the police, uh, actually, to De- actually yesterday he turned himself into the police yesterday um, in Coral Gables Florida um and his charges are with simply battery domestic violence and the incident so that is still pending he is still there we don't know exactly what's going on with that but my whole thing about this whole situation okay the way that Javante jacked up his baby mama in that footage it made me uncomfortable. And it made me uncomfortable for several different reasons. Number one, which is the main reason, black men are never there to support black women. You know, she was sitting next to a black man. I don't know exactly if, you know, um, the guy that she was sitting next to was her date or whatever the case is. But the way that this man jacked up his baby mama, it's like... Why didn't anybody intervene? Granted, his hands are technically weapons, you know, technically force, but he's still a little little nigga, you know what I'm saying? And it just really bothered me that nobody intervened. Everybody just, (gasps) (gasps) what, what? Did that really happen? But nobody, like, stepped in. And I'm tired of this narrative of, like, nobody ever stepping in for the black woman. Nobody. Like, nobody. Like, I don't give a fuck if he's a professional boxer. Like, I don't care. You do not put your hands on nobody. Especially not the mother of your child the way that you do. And if I was Drita, Listen. Judge... I'm emotionally distraught because my daughter has to see this video of her father putting his hands on me in public. And his hands are technically deadly weapons. I'm not trying to get emotional, Judge, but... I fear for my safety. And I don't want him around my baby. And get your coins, sweetie. Get your coins. You better put that nigga on child support and get your coins. Okay? That is no, 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 no. He even came out and stated that, you know, he never put his hands on his baby mama. And, you know, he was just in the moment. And he was just upset. And blase, blase, blase. And it's like, I hear you, but I don't hear you. Cut her, her check. And that's it. If he, that's it. But what she does decide to do, what she don't decide to to, to do, of course, the ball's in her court. But I just feel like for a man to be that comfortable to disrespect you and jack you up in public, Lord knows what happens behind closed doors. So I will keep you in my prayers because no woman, I don't care how much money your baby daddy has, I don't care how much money your husband your niggas have, no woman deserves to be jacked up by no man concerning nothing. It is never, ever, ever that deep, never, ever that serious. And I wish, I wish a nigga would. Big Sam, that's it. That's all, I ain't going to say nothing else. Anyways, we're going to move on to the next topic on Tea Time with Queen S on Queen's Table. We are going to talk about Lisa Leslie's interview with Gail. Okay, so this interview with Gail made me so upset, y'all. It made me so motherfucking upset. So I'm not even just going to talk about it. I'm just going to play the little snippet and then we're going to regroup, all right?
1: It is complicated because of the sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, Lisa, go get that girl or tell her or send her this. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. kobes he, he was never like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be, do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. I, that's just not the person that I know. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it though as his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. Mm -hmm. I just, it's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with force. Is it even if he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful um, at this time, it, it's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. I don't think it's something that we should keep hanging over his legacy. I mean, he went to, it went to trial. Yeah, it was a case, it was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify. So it was dismissed. And
0: I think that that's how we should leave. It. He's no longer with. Okay. So. Listen, 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 Linda, listen, Linda, okay? Okay, so there was many things about this interview that made me very uncomfortable. The first thing that made me uncomfortable was the fact that Gail felt the need to ask Lisa, who was one of Kobe's best friends, these questions, and these questions was coming from a place of just disgust like there was no empathy there was no sincerity there was no remorse there was nothing like and and I commend Lisa because she held her own uh she answered those questions with all due respect you know what I'm saying she did the best that she could and it was just disgusting it was just disgusting how Gail just kept trying to provoke more out of her or was just trying to Just, ugh, 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 just, ugh, just disgusting. But I do have a couple of um, responses from Black Twitter as well, co-signing with basically how I felt. So one tweet stated, "I love Lisa Leslie. She handled this interview very, very well. Can't believe Gail continued going on about it." Another person said, "At Gail King, your interview with Lisa Leslie saddened and angered me. You made KB's best friend, while she's mourning his death, defend him. Did you ever think of his wife, kids, and family that has to see this? How would you make? How would that make them feel? Where was your compassion and empathy? It was a gut punch." Someone else said, "Sorry, but I'm starting to see." Hashtag Oprah hashtag Gail in a different light shout out to Lisa Leslie you handled that Kobe topic very well just like Lisa Leslie stated if you wanted to question Kobe's allegations you had more than enough time while he was here don't bring it up and question his legacy now Lisa Leslie is a gem I'm glad she said what she said the video will get zero retweets or clicks from my way this isn't a time this isn't the time it is right and many opportunities to address it directly never happened in 14-15 years. We rarely get to hear from Lisa Leslie, a living legend of her own right. I don't understand the need to weaponize her gender in this moment when we're all collectively mourning the loss of Kobe. I find it woefully unnecessary. Lastly, this was from Vivica A. Fox. Much love and respect goes to at WNBA legend Queen Lisa Leslie for your amazing support of at Kobe Bryant. Waking up to this interview and I was really pissed off like, yo, I realize folks got to got to do their job. But this this isn't it. Though Duval also put in his little two cents into the situation as well, he stated, "Salute to Lisa Leslie for not letting Gail suck her into her agenda. Somebody tell Gail to interview Harvey Weinstein next. I really hope women are paying attention to what's really going on within our own community. It ain't them fucking with us; it's us fucking with us." And I agree. I agree hundred and ten percent because. This interview was not coming from a place of remorse. It wasn't coming from a place of empathy. It wasn't coming from a place of compassion. It wasn't coming from a place of, let's talk about how great he was. She did actually, um, responded to a tweet from another person. So, um, Barry Bond stated, you should be ashamed of yourself for bringing that question up. It'd be our own people taking us down. Now, at Gail King, go interview Harvey Weinstein. Let me see that interview. Gail responded, hey, Barry, your tweet was sent To me, first, not ashamed. It's a fair question. Second, I want to make sure people saw Lisa's answer. She said that many were are thinking. I'm glad you weighed in. But you didn't answer the question. You didn't say that that interview was coming up next. Interesting. Ugh. Just discuss. Just discuss. Just discuss. Just discuss. 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 I I have no words. I have no words. Anyways, we're going to piggyback on Gail. Because the next topic is about her biffle, Oprah. All right. Monique writes an open letter accusing of Oprah ruining her life and making her life harder. Monique went on um, Instagram a few days ago and she wrote, Dear at Oprah, I felt compelled to write you this open letter after observing the disparity in the way that you seem to treat people who were accused of the same allegations. You did an interview on CBS Morning Show, and you were asked about Harvey Weinstein by Nora O'Donnell, and you said that it, as pertaining to him, that you always try to look at the rainbow in the clouds, where, wherever there is a quote-unquote silver lining. You also said, if we make this all about Harvey Weinstein, then we have lost the moment. When you, when you either are or were going to be a part of the documentary on Michael Jackson and Russell Simmons, how is that not making that and making it all about them? Interestingly, Brother MJ was acquitted and deceased, so now he's not off limits. Russell and Harvey are accused of the same thing. So in fairness, how do you not quote-unquote support the accuser of both, as you stated, that you did with Russell Simmons, or you look for the silver lining for both, like you said, that you did for Harvey Weinstein? The only difference between the two is their skin color. And doesn't Harvey Weinstein has way more accusers? My personal experience with you is that you've watched me as a black woman be accused of being difficult for not promoting Precious internally for Lion Gates. At Lion Gates, Tyler Perry at your request, despite the fact that my deal was with Lee Daniels Entertainment. And how are you for black women when you heard Tyler on audio saying I was right and he was going to speak up to you, but you still haven't said a word? When I was 16 and I met you at your local show in Baltimore, I told you I wanted to be just like you when I grew up. Your response, you have to work really really hard. My 16 year old self didn't know that you were in you didn't know that you and your silence in that face of wrongdoing would have made my life harder. Lastly, please consider standing by the people who are right and not just the quote unquote right people. love you to life, Monique. I can say, That I've said several different times, several, 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 several different times that I never liked how Oprah conducted everything, especially starting with the MJ storyline. I didn't respect it because all while this is going on with MJ, Russell Simmons, your biffle, Harvey Weinstein, is still doing him. You're still promoting him. You're still defending him. You're still supporting him. Even though, like Mo said, he has way more accusers than all of them combined, all the black men combined. You went so hard on Bill Cosby. You went so hard on Russell Simmons. You went so hard on MJ. But you don't have this energy for Harvey. Why? Because Harvey is the quote unquote right people for you and not the right people for you. I agree 110% with what Monique said because I can recall myself growing up and especially when I found the passion with talking and you know loving to be on screen and loving to, you know, help people. I remember that Oprah was the one person that I always would look up to. I would always say, I want to be better than Oprah, you know. And I would say this coming from a humble place because I'm like, she opened so many doors and she opened so many avenues in the TV and radio industry that I wanted to be better than her. I wanted to open even more doors. I wanted to move even more better than she already moved because at this point I was still in college. I really didn't know much, much, much about, you know, Oprah's, Oprah behind closed door, let's say, but Now that I am opening my own doors and creating my own platform in this industry, I realized that even though as a child I was saying it in a humble way, I still still to this day believe that wholeheartedly. I am going to be better than Oprah. I'm going to be better than Oprah and Gayle. And the reason why is because you don't pick and choose whose story you tell. You tell the story. You don't pick and choose who you co-sign with. You tell the story. And it's like when it comes to black people being accused, black men in this entertainment industry being accused, her and Gail are the first ones to jump up at the storyline, first ones to co-sign, first ones to say their opinions. They're the first one at the motherfucking table. But when it comes to Harvey, you guys are silent. You guys don't say nothing. What is it that Harvey has over you, Oprah and Gayle, that you guys are cooning? Because right now, at this very moment, that's what you are. You're a coon. And, you know, if this stops me from reaching my full potential, so fucking be it. If this closes avenues, so fucking be it. But... I will always be better than the both of them because there's no sides to the truth. It's just the truth. And if you're going to do for one, you're going to have to keep that same energy for another. And throughout this whole Harvey Weinstein situation, I haven't heard a word of a story. I haven't word. I haven't heard a word of a sit down with any of the accusers or anything of that sort, not one word. I bet money. I bet money. If if Colby's Brian accuser was not afraid of the major backlash that she will get, which she would, Gail and Oprah would have been the first ones to sit down and interview with her. I guarantee you money. And that that by itself is just disgusting to me because it's not always about the story. It's not always about the story. And, and truth be told, it's like, ugh. I have no words. I have no words. I have no words. I'm just, I'm just appalled because growing up, I really, truly, truly did look up to Oprah. I wanted to be just like her, but I wanted to be better. Like I said, I I, I would get her magazines and I would look at her magazine. And I'd be like, oh my God, I can't wait until I get my own magazine or, or I can't wait until, you know, I have my own talk show where I can change people's lives and change them and, and be better and do better. And it's like, now that I'm older, it's like, you really, 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 really truly start seeing people for who they are when situations like this start hitting the fan. But there was a couple of people that went under Moe's um, post of her open letter to Oprah, and they say their own opinion, and she had a few words to say to them. Uh, so this was coming from one of them. Uh, we all don't know the story. I love Mo and I love Oprah for different reasons. There's three sides to the story, but we're only hearing one. Mo responded, Hey, my beautiful, you make an excellent point. You're only hearing my side. You heard her speak about Russell Simmons, Michael Jackson, and Harvey Weinstein. Let's see if she's willing to address me. So, address the words that she used. So that way you can get her side as well. Love you to life. Someone else stated Mo, Mo, Mo. Damn, move on. Shaking my head. I'm so over you and your precious story. The movie was good. You won your award, but it wasn't good enough to get a sequel. It was a place in time that you were stuck and move on. Oh my God, you have other things shaking up in your life right now. I know you will say that you are speaking up for little black girls, yada yada, but you're not. You're just not. You're setting a horrible example of how to not get your paper because the reality of it, most L O L black girls will have to, which will have a punch a clock for a living, and if get stuck, and if they get stuck on the job or they didn't get the promotion they didn't get, and they're not gonna dog out the manager on social media. Instead, they'll go straight to HR. They will end up exactly where you are—blackballed. Except one thing: you have a paper. You have paper to sustain you. The little black girls will have welfare and Section Eight housing if they follow your mentorship. Just stop. Oprah, Lee, Tyler, Whoopi—they all wronged you, and you've done nothing. Get in the mirror. Get the mirror back out, and stop looking at the new body. You look at your face, and you ask, "What part did I have in my Hollywood demise?" And it's all—and it ain't all their fault. Monique responded, Hey, my beautiful, if you believe in letting it go just like you said, why didn't you just let it go instead of typing me a slave sermon? And the fact that you believe that that's the faith of our little girls is why I haven't, that is why I have to keep saying what I said because you have it all messed up. Love you to life, sis. I just, I just, I just, I have no words. I have no words because... I, I, I I truly, 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 truly believe Monique 110%. And the reason why I believe Monique 110% is because if you do not recall, there was a, there was an episode that Oprah had where Oprah had Monique's family on there. And if you guys don't know, um, If you guys don't know about Monique, Monique did not have a close relationship with her family because she was sexually abused and she was raped when she was younger. And she stated that Oprah asked her for permission and she told Oprah no. And Oprah still had this interview with her family on TV. That alone shows me Oprah's character and that she doesn't care. It's all about what is going to sell, what is going to bring um, that clientele that is going to bring... The standing ovation that is going to bring people here. She does not care about anything else but the views and the likes and the cosigns and all that, and then some. And for someone to tell you about their life story, for someone to tell you about their history of past abuse and ask you to wish and to, to, to honor their wishes and not have their oppressor on your show, and for you to still choose to, you have no loyalty to no one. You have no loyalty to anyone but yourself and now Harvey. And it's just disgusting that someone who was supposed to be such a great model uh, for brown and black girls all around, you're not doing such a great job after all. And this is coming from somebody who worshipped the ground that you walked on at one point in time. And that by itself is just sad enough. But Mo, I support you 110%. You know, regardless of what anybody else has to say, what's for you is going to always be for you. And we're just going to leave it as that. You know what I'm saying? So, Epi, that's it. Okay, so the last topic on Tea Time with Queen S on Queen's tape, We're going to talk about Cardi B and QCCO. Um, P coming out stating their two cents when it comes to the whole QC stripper bowl. So if you guys didn't already know, uh, QC held their annual stripper bowl and it was on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, there was a lot of backlash. There was a lot of backlash because there was a lot of girls who only did like a one-way ticket. And so they didn't make enough money for them to fly back, whatever the case is. And um, there was a lot of people that was saying that it was very mismanaged. Um, there was a contract that came out stating that um, the strippers had to sign a contract stating that they cannot pick up the money. That the money was just for show and all this, that, and the third. And that they were paid a fee prior and all that sort of this stuff. And so... Of course, uh, P came out and stated what he needed to say. So he stated to all the dancers that was at the party last night, please understand that we do not own the clubs or the venues. We do not not control or make the rules of how many girls dance, who splits or pay out, how much money gets stolen. I personally know that a lot of money was thrown between our camp and you know this as well. We don't do contracts with dancers. Sorry for any confusion that went on, but this was definitely out of our control. We will get better control next time we do this fun event. Of course, Cardi being the the Cardi B that she is, she did came out and she stated her two cents as well. So I am just going to just play it for you guys so that you guys can hear from the horse's mouth herself.
2: Or when the stripper is entertaining. Now, I was throwing money at songs that I know and that I like. If I don't know a song, I'm not throwing money to it. The only way I'm going to throw money is if I see the stripper shaking her ass and it's entertaining me. Y'all bitches wasn't entertaining. Y'all ain't mean niggas want to throw money. I, I felt I, I felt like I was obligated to throw money and everybody felt obligated to throw money, but it it felt at a one point I felt like niggas didn't really wanted to throw money because y'all wasn't entertaining. Y'all was fucking standing there like a concert. My nigga, you gotta shake your ass. And but then again, since the money had to be split, and I and I felt like I felt like the certain girls that were shaking their ass. The ones that wasn't fucking shaking their ass, I feel like that's not fair. The bitches that was working their ass off had to split money with y'all fucking stink-ass bitches that's just standing there like, I don't care. I'm going to get money anyways. No, that's not how it fucking works. That's not how it works because bitches ain't that cute. And niggas wasn't really looking at y'all. So shake your ass. Pop some pussy. You don't got to show your pussy. You just got to pop it. The fuck? Next year, I told I told P, I told all the boys, I told everybody, next year we will have more control. Instead of the promoters, we have control. We just we just we were more worried about like oh throwing money and looking good and everything. Next year we will have more control and we're gonna make sure less than 80 bitches are allowed to work. So, everybody can make enough and great money. We're going to make sure that there's more securities securing every section to the middle, to the end, to the f- everything. So, niggas or bitches won't pick up the fucking money from the floor. And thirdly, we are going to make sure that you bitches dance. Next year, we're going to have less girls. We're going to make sure that there's less girls. But all them girls better fucking dance their ass off.
0: So... With that being said, I can I can say personally that I've seen several videos. I've seen several videos from niggas, several videos from bitches where niggas was stealing money and putting it in their motherfucking pants. Bitches had their purse filled with money. And then i also seen videos of literally the strippers sleeping on the couches on their phone, you know, walking around. I've seen videos of strippers holding out their phones, like watching everybody, you know, truth be told. I do think that the way that everything was handled was mismanaged. Um, there's also a video of like certain strippers that were um, stranded at the airport because they only did a one way ticket and they didn't make enough money to take their asses back home. I agree with Cardi. Um, it's crazy that Cardi B said that because I was watching Jocelyn's Cabernet, which by the way is so fucking funny. Okay, if you guys have not watched Jocelyn's Cabernet, Y'all need to watch Jocelyn Cabernet, okay? I love Jocelyn through the depths of my petty-ass cool, okay? But um, Jocelyn mentioned in her show, Jocelyn's Cabernet, that um, stripping has lost its entertainment side. Girls just decide to just strip because they think that it's easy money. And so with Cardi B saying it, I do honestly believe that You know, there's a lot of girls that just want to strip because they think that it's just you taking your clothes off and niggas throwing money. But it's in it's a profession. It's entertainment. You have to dance. You have to do what you got to do. I went to the office with Ja and went to the office and these hoes wasn't doing shit. They wasn't shaking no ass. They wasn't doing nothing. They were twerking. Bitch, if I wanted to twerk, I would go to the club. There was one girl out of, I want to say five girls that performed while I was there. There was one girl, she was doing tricks. She was doing everything, bitch. A bitch was about to do that overdraft, but not overdraft. She was about to pay that motherfucking $3.45 service charge for you at the ATM to throw money on her because she was doing her motherfucking job. She was doing her part. And and then I do honestly feel like, you know, there was a lot of girls who just took the easy way. I just thought that, okay, I'm going to just beat my face, have a lace, have a nice outfit on and. I'm going to just pick up the money afterwards. and y'all were in for a rude awakening. And to be completely honest with the girls being left and stranded at the at the um, airport, it's like I do feel bad for y'all, but I don't. Because y'all hoes should have known better. Y'all, y'all should have had y'all dots. Y'all should have crossed your eyes and dot. Uh, listen, I can't even talk. Y'all should have dot your eyes and crossed y'all T's, okay? Y'all should have made sure that y'all had a way to go and a way to come back. For y'all to only get one way ticket and just depending solely based off of he say she say from last year that bitches walked around with bands and stuff like that you don't know what these bitches did and that's why y'all are stuck lesson learned that y'all can't be some hot pussy gals y'all don't even know how to motherfucking do it if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it well or you're not gonna do it at all so with that being said you know i hope these strippers learned their lesson i hope they move better and do better and be better and I cannot wait for next year's stripper bowl because I know if Cardi's going to be in charge, that bitch is going to be A1 Grave Sauce. And that is definitely a move. And I definitely have to make sure my black dress is there because, bitch, listen. I don't know about y'all, but strip clubs is a vibe. And their food is delicioso. But that's besides the point. You feel me? This is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Tea Time with Queen S on Queen's Table. If you have not already, check out our previous episodes below. I hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your week. Stay tuned for the next episode. I hope you have a wonderful and safe and blessed rest of your week. Y'all keep y'all head up. Y'all stay grounded. Don't let nobody get y'all off. Of your own journey. Run your race your way. And nobody else's way. And I will see you dirty 50 whore bags later. Hugs and kisses y'all. Hugs and motherfucking kisses. Mwah.